0: G'day, and welcome to AOS Coach, a sneak peek into the Oric Warclans 2021 Battle Tome. The Games Workshop was kind enough to send me a copy in advance of it hitting the shelf. Now in this video, I'm going to share with you some of my initial observations that with a real match play focus, the book is chock full of art and narrative gems, some gems that I even allude to some of the armies coming up in the future path to glory rules a sweet ass map of ger and as always i'm not going to rule any of those gems if you are a uh, someone who loves their law so i'm going to kind of avoid that and really just focus in on the match play rules and some things to consider maybe before you buy those new Auric war Clans models so kicking things off, if you haven't seen my Stormcast video, I just want to quickly acknowledge that at the back of the book, there is a digital code. And uh, at the time of this recording, the Age of Sigma app is out. I have actually redeemed both of my codes, both the Stormcast and the Warwick War Clans, and it has unlocked some additional abilities and rules in the app in addition to the free war scrolls and things like that. So um, as somebody who loves to have their things electronically, I've always got my iPad and my phone with me. I love to list build. I love at the tabletop to look at rules while I'm kind of waiting in that downtime. This is certainly a great uh, step in the right direction. I know the app is still in beta, so keep that in mind. The app is not in its fullest form. So take that with a grain of salt, but good news either way, a digital code being at the back of the book. Just like previous editions of the auric War Clans, there is 50 Shades of Oryx. Well, actually, there's just four. You've got yourself the single build Iron Jaws, Cruel Boys, Bone Splitters, that if you just want to play all of the piggies and all of the more Crushes, you're absolutely allowed to just focus on Iron Jaws or Cruel Boys or Bone Splitters. There is Allegiance Abilities, Sub-Allegiance Abilities, and then various enhancements for you to choose from. If you want to have a combined force and you want to mix up those new cruel boys that you got from Dominion in addition with your bone splitters or your iron jaws, you can absolutely do that with the big War that brings together all of the uh, armies in, uh, in various ways. And I'll talk a little bit more in a second about those different types of builds and I'll kind of narrow down on those allegiances and sub-allegiance abilities. Now, Orc War Clan's players are going to get access to a bunch of grand strategies and battle tactics that you can use in addition to what is in the current battle pack, like the General's Handbook or the Core Rules or whatever might come in the future. So you could go in with the General's Handbook and use Hold the Line grand strategy if that's the one that you prefer or maybe Predator's Domain. Or, you know, you could choose something like Show Em Who's Boss. It's really up to you. In my opinion right now, while we're playing in the 2021 of General's Handbook, I'm still probably leaning more towards those as opposed to what is in the Oric War Clans or even the Stormcast books, mostly because the battle conditions are a little bit harder than some of the generic ones. However, we don't know how long we're going to have the ger battle pack for so this might be something to consider in the future right now i'm probably it's probably maybe something that i might use maybe the battle tactics is definitely something i can keep up my sleeve but from a grand strategy i'm probably still leaning into what is available either in core or in general's handbook 2021 Of the grand strategies that I really like, if I was going to build a a list and I was going to play with it without using those other ones, I would probably say that the Iron Jaws focused show them who's boss or maybe the WAH would be my favorite. Now, the WAH isn't keyworded, so you just have to have your general or friendly battle line in enemy territory while show them whose boss needs two or more enemy heroes slain by your general. So you've got to keep your general alive, by the way, but if you're going to run something like Gordrak or the Mega Boss on more Crusher, and that, and those models have gotten a, a big boost, you know they're definitely ones that might work in your favor. You've also got yourself six battle tactics to choose from throughout the game. Now, it's not like you've just gained an extra six because most of them are keyword locked. So you'll notice one or two for bone splitters, for cruel boys, for iron jaws. And you know, if you have a big wah, obviously you'll have more to choose from, but you might find if you're just an iron jaws player, you've only got like one or two up up your sleeve. Take that, sucker is a fascinating one if I was running cruel boys because what it allows me to do is I get the battle tactic if I'm able to do 10 wounds or mortal wounds in any combination to my opponent while I don't take, uh, if I take less than 10 wounds back. So I've got to not get hit, but also do a bunch of damage. And if I'm someone who is going to throw down things like those man skewer bolt boys, or maybe the, uh, the beast skewer killer bows, this really isn't going to be hard to achieve, especially early on. If you happen to have Craggy, Cragnos, you are going to be able to unlock uh, unlock a few other things. There is both a grand strategy and a battle tactic playing around with Craggy. However, I don't know how many competitive war clans armies are going to take that end of Empires. But know that if you do take Craggy, then you're going to have an option up your sleeve. On top of the grand strategies and battle tactics, you are going to get yourself three core battalions to play for in match play, and you'll notice that each of them are focused on one of those main three keywords: Iron Jaws, Bone Splitters, Cruel Boys. The Iron Jaws is going to gain yourself a free once per battle all-out at attack or Unleash Hell, with focused on two mandatory options of troops and an extra three troops if you want to kind of you know build it all in, although. The incentive isn't quite there unless you just want to have more options for unleash hell or all out attack the cruel boy keyworded one is going to get you an extra enhancement uh and that focuses on one cruel boy sub so and nothing above 10 wounds as well as two additional troops they are the mandatory requirements while you can put in an optional one troop and one of the hobgrod split slitters into as an optional uh, choice your bone splitter keywords are going to get yourself a once per battle free at the double or four to victory, and you'll need to have yourself one bone splitter sub commander again under ten wounds. Although that one's not going to be hard to achieve, I don't think there's any if many bone splitters with ten wounds or more. But either way, have something under ten wounds and two troops with an optional three and. You will quickly notice when the first thing I notice, especially because I'm drawn to those big monsters, the more crushes, for example, that there is no native. Uh, ability that allows you to put in a commander into any of these battalions so if you are going to run something like the moor crusher or the swamp boss you might want to still tap into some of the core battalions either from core or general's handbook depending on which battle plaque you're playing for you won't notice. you'll notice there is no one drops here either so again you might want to try to find a unified option outside of this book but there's some nice things here but um I, I probably wouldn't sacrifice the general's handbook uh corp battalions for these ones just yet but they will be a nice addition so let's look at all of the armies individually and first off we'll look at the iron jaws now if you make your army a iron jaws allegiance you're going to unlock three optional sub allegiances you could choose the iron suns the blood tooths or the big choppers um unlike the second edition battle tomes one of the things that i really like is that you're not locked to an artifact or a command trait when you choose bloodtooth to choppers iron suns Unfo- you know in the past you ha- you were kind of locked there if you go down the iron suns route you're going to get yourself a command ability that allows you to attempt to charge at the end of the enemy charge phase which i love It doesn't mean you can counter charge your opponent. It doesn't mean that, you know, at the start of the charge phase, you charge them. But if you have an opponent who avoids your super buffed up brutes, for example, and you want to get them into combat, it means you can still get the option to get them in combat, even though your enemy doesn't engage with you. That's really cool. Very thematical and also very powerful on the table. Bloodtooths are going to unlock gore grunters as battle line now the first surprise to you is that gore grunters are not going to be battle line in third edition unless you are bloodtoothed, and you're going to also going to gain a rule that at the end of the combat phase um you have a, a basically like an extra fight so basically um if you have fought with your gore grunters so assuming you've fought um and you can then pile in again if there's an enemy within three or make a normal move or a charge if there is nothing within three. So super interesting means that, you know, these super buffed up Gore grinders is going to keep moving on and keep, you know, rolling out the pain. The choppers are going to let you add plus one damage to three different brute units or odd boys instead of just the one. And you're about to see when I bring up some of my favorite units, brutes are awesome. Keep that in mind. You've also got to you get yourself the Mighty Destroyer Command ability for those hero face shenanigans. Your Smashing and Bashing is still around to seize those objectives in the, you know, the combat sequence. And a once per battle plus one to the charge and an extra point of Rend when you trigger the Wark, the Iron Jaw Wark. Now, that will bring some serious Rend 3 to the party. And you're gonna get access to six mount traits. Now, the mount traits are generic. They are, when I say generic, it is that the same six mount traits are gonna feature in Bone Splitters, in uh, Cruel Boys, as well as Iron Jaws. So they're consistent across the board. You get yourself five command traits for the mega, uh, three for the mega boss, two for the wizards. You can get three artifacts and four spells. Mighty Big Wild Leader is probably my favorite command trait, and that's going to allow you to re-roll the charges for Iron Jaws while they're wholly within 12 inches. And, you know, you consider that large area of effect of a Moor Crusher that is going to allow you to really make the most um, on the battlefield. However, you know, something as well, like things like the, um, the Armour of Gork is going to give you a 6-up ward and a plus 1 to hit. However, you do have to sacrifice 2 inches of your movement and the ability to run, which is... An interesting trade-off it means you're more crusher for example and i keep using the more crusher obviously it's got much more movement than say the mega boss on foot that you know it moves it down to, from a, a 12 to a 10 when it's unwounded but having a natural plus one to hit and a ward could be quite tasty especially with the smaller ta- uh, table size i played against a lot of Iron Jaws armies, so I'd like to think I've picked out a couple of really good ones, at least both positive or negative. Some of the things that I'll notice, first off, my, uh, destructive bulk for both the Mega Boss on More Crusher and Gordrak has changed. Changed significant, actually. First off, what it is is it counts as a monstrous stomp, which is your traditional D3 mortal wounds at the end of the, the charge phase. However, based on the monster table, it would be monstrous stomp plus up to three so if you are unwounded or unbracketed it would be flat three plus the d3 or as your profile degrades it would obviously get reduced um it worries me a little bit with hunters of the heartland around there it means that you probably aren't going to be able to monstrous stomp them hopefully nfaq updates that and changes it to say it kind of breaks the hunters of the heartland but um that would make me cry a little bit you have gained three wounds on that Mega Boss. By the way, Destructive Bulk, that has changed on Gordrak and the Mega Boss, so um, they're both exactly the same. Um, I mentioned that the Mega Boss has gained three wounds, which is which is great. I think it now puts it up to about 18 from memory, but it's it's boosted significantly. The armor characteristic has gone down to a flat four. Used to be three, now it's a four. However, if you take the Boss Chopper and riff, Rip Tooth, fist it would then bring the characteristic back down to three now that's really important because sometimes there are units that would get a plus one to its save if it had a certain you know weapon or shield but because it brings it to the characteristic of three it does mean that you can still all that defense or mystic shields mighty fists and tails have also been improved to get um to be three damage i believe it was two damage it's now up to three Gordrak, in addition to what I've mentioned around Destructive Bulk, has gained some extra wounds. It gained four wounds. It lost its command ability, and you'll notice that most, if not all, of the units that had a command ability has been changed, and often they've just become abilities on the War Scroll. And this is one example where the Voice of Gork is now just an ability, and what it does is when you issue a command it is counted as uh, three units receiving. So normally when when a hero issues a command, it would just be one unit that receives the command. Now Gordrak's voice would actually be received on three units, which is, which is very cool, especially as you're charging up the board. Um, you are also going to do flat two mortal wounds with Cunnan instead of D3. So getting a bit more consistency, nothing was worse than just rolling a one on your Cunnan. Mega bosses are up to eight attacks, and when it issues a command, it is received by two units instead of one. So kind of like that voice of Gork that I just mentioned, except it's down to two, So, uh, which is very cool. You can also um, fight when you die, so if the mega boss on foot hasn't fought in the combat phase and it happens to die, it is going to fight on its way out. If you've, if you've already fought and it dies, then you don't get that ability. Brutes have some very interesting objective play. Um, One, obviously, it's always a great war scroll. It's got some very, very tanky um, hit and wound and damage potential. But one of the things that I really love from the Brutes is that if you have a wound characteristic of one and it is within three inches of the unit, you can't contest objectives. So if you happen to be fighting a lot of one-wound models, let's say my Witch Elves, for example, and I happen to have 30 Witch Elves on an objective and you have five Brutes... You have stopped me from scoring, even though I've got more models because I can't contest it, which is kind of like the Law Seeker ability a little bit on from Lumineth. Um, but very, very cool. You've also got your Gore Hacker and Gore Choppers, and now Ren 2. Uh, and was, as we previously mentioned, there is that big wire that allows you to, or the Iron Jaws war that allows you to get that to a, a Ren 3 once per battle. Art Boys are going to be a bit harder. They did reduce a little bit and when i say reduce i mean they got a bit worse so they're, they're to hit roll is now a four i think it used to be a three and it used to have rend it no longer has rend so Ard boys got hit a little bit but there's an interesting mechanic that might might be worth saving a unit of Ard boys don't throw them just in the bin just yet they they are allowed to trigger rally on a four plus instead of a six plus so if you take yourself a block of, I don't know, 15 ard boys or a large, you know, you double reinforce a unit of ard boys, you know, you're able to rally for each model. So when that unit kind of gets thinned down to its last couple of models, throw down a rally, and then you could bring back almost half the unit statistically on that four up. So really, really like that ability. When it comes to your bone splitters allegiance, you're going to get three sub allegiances, much like the iron jaws. You get your bone grinds, your ice bones, and your drag foot. Each of these sub-allegiances, again, are going to unlock battle lines. So unlike Iron Jaws, um, each of these are going to have a battle line option locked in. And I'll mention that soon, what exactly is is being unlocked. You get yourself five command traits, five artifacts, four spells, and the shared mount trait abilities that I, I mentioned earlier. Everyone gets the same mount traits. Every bone splitter's unit's going to gain a six-up ward save that, once per battle, can be made into a army-wide four-plus ward, which could be quite quite strong. Um, and your bone splitters are going to it basically used to have a command ability from the savage boss um, that would trigger two hits um, when you roll a six but that is now uh, an allegiance ability across the board so long as you have five or more models So um, if you roll a six it now counts as two hits and then you obviously wound and do the damage as normal. You're also going to get yourself a pre-game move of five uh, five inches for half of your army So if you have a 10 units in your army it allows you to have five, you might uh, five units that, that can get a free pre-game move so you might want to consider if you go down the, the the bone splitters route going to a one drop or getting those drops down as low as possible to kind of uh take advantage of that free pre-game move should you want to you don't have to Drakfoot is still going to let you cut through those ward saves and ignore them which can be very powerful especially as we have things like amulet of destiny kind of running around and lots of wards ice bone is going to deal mortal wounds on a wound roll of six and your bone grinds are going to get you plus one attacks to missile weapons so um that's going to make your arrow boys up to th- you know your savage arrow boys up to three attacks from some of the enhancements i really dig the Gorkamorka's war cry spell which only has a range of 12 so it's not the the, the biggest threat range but what it does is it makes your enemy fight last in combat while the glow and tattoos are going to add two to the bearer's ward save, which will make your general on average a four plus ward. And then when you activate that once per game, um, add plus two, that would then make it a two up ward save in that once per game a bone splitter wire. Some of the most notable changes that I noticed, the first off I thought, unfortunately for bone splitters, it feels like you lost more than you gained. And when you say gained, I mean, there was very little that I noticed initially that you, I thought you came out as a winner, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Bone Splitters players, I don't think that the current meta right now is in your favor. Because ironically enough, you'd be thinking to me right now, Coach, this is the monster meta. I am going to rip and charge with all the monster buffs. Wrong. You lost a bunch of them. Your savage big boss lost those exploding sixes. That used to be a command ability. I mentioned it's now an allegiance ability. So not a big loss, but it's 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 not a it's gone. Ignore that, push that to the side. Bo- your your battle line is going to be activated. So your savage boar boys are going to be battle line if you're in the ice bow. If you got the arrow boys are going to be in bow grinds. You've got your more boys are going to be in Dragfoot. Now, only the only generic battle line option you've got is your savage oryx. So if you are going to go down, um, you know, like an archer build, for example, you want to go around and throw all the arrow boys and you want to double reinforce them, you're probably going down the bone grinds route. The one that probably hurt me the most, um, especially because I've suffered this fate many times with, with my monsters, is the big stabbers lost the D6 damage when it targets a monster. Now, you would normally think that you'd have a, a couple of big stabbers, you know, one or two, maybe even four big stabbers in your army to handle those mega gargants and those armies. Unfortunately, that that not only did that uh, rule disappear, you also lost the ability to run and charge. So... <sighs> big big stabbers might be um might be working from home as i said about the knight of xeros in the stormcast video but yeah uh, the big stabbers got hurt a little bit you know on a positive side the the wargog prophet i really like gained a rule with its mask so it used to always uh, so yeah so basically the mask how it works is that you sacrifice a spell or a, uh, a dispel And it does D3 mortal wounds. Now, you can continue the sequence if you want to. And you're like, well, why would I not want to continue the sequence? Well, good question. You basically have to... If you continue the sequence, you roll a dice. And if you roll a 1 or a 2, the Wargog Prophet is going to hurt itself up to D6 mortal wounds. And I think the sequence ends. If you roll a 3+, plus again you can do another d3 mortal wounds and then you can repeat 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 so if you just want to go all suicidal and just try to take down that super super superhero and just try to do as many mortal wounds as possible pull down that nagash pull down that alariel pull down that Archaon. awesome that would be a great sacrifice but if you hurt yourself it could suck your dog prophet is no longer a priest this hurts uh no longer a priest um it does still have its ritual dancing and it happens instead of the casting so i think in the past it was just both you got both don't 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 at me on that one but i thought that you you could do both instead you can uh, choose to not cast a spell or dispel an endless spell the dancing looks exactly the same uh as the war scroll or what it used to be so You haven't really gained much in the dancing, but they have just clarified the way you would do the dance as well as you lost the priest. So no curse, no bless, no other generic priest abilities. Your cruel boys are the new kids on the block. And like the iron jaws and the bone splitters, they come in three different sub allegiances. You're going to get yourself three command traits, four artifacts, four spells, and those shared mount traits. Once per battle you're going to be able to change the order of activation in combat by being able to fight with your general as well as two other cruel boy units before the enemy strikes. a little bit of lumineth again in this army where you get the multi-strikes but it's only a once per game thing. When you roll a six to hit in melee or shooting you're going to do a number of mortal wounds equal to the value of the weapon's profile and you will notice there's a lot of rend in the army and It's only Rend 1 for for the most part, so it's not going to cut down these things like Blood Knights with a a base of 3, can easily go to a 2-up armor save, but those mortal wounds are going to really help, and you can bring that 6 down to a much lower characteristic. You also get this extremely interesting, very Gitz-like ability called Dirty Tricks, and it's a mechanic that allows you to, at the start of the the game so it happens basically in this in the first battle round before the command points are being issued You have these couple of options you choose and the ch- options last for the end of the game So you know you pick you can't rotate it each round It's just one for the whole game obviously it allows you to respond to whoever you're playing at a at an event Probably my favorite would be disappearing act um, The reason it's my favorite is you get to roll three dice And on a four plus, you get to choose one enemy unit on the battlefield. So statistically, you're picking two or one, give or take. And you can choose an enemy unit on the battlefield that hasn't been reinforced. So, you know, you're really looking at things like your your generic screen, you know, a a basic five man, ten man, whatever that generic unit is that hasn't been reinforced or double reinforced. So let's say a unit of Aether Wings, for example, just as an example. Let's say my opponent has put down a, a bunch of Aether Wings to um, to screen and uh, zone me out or maybe whatever it might be. Now I get to roll a dice uh, for each of those, um, those those enemy units that I've chosen. So let's say I roll two, and I get to basically roll a dice, and if it's greater than the wound characteristic, so Aether Wings have um, two wounds apiece, if it's greater than that wound's characteristic, you get to put those units in reserve. So your opponent actually pulls those unit mo- those models off the table, so that screen, that that basic battle line, whatever it might be is put to the side, and then my opponent gets to put them down at the end of their first movement phase. So if you happen to go first, it means not only is that unit disappearing and it's screened, it also has to be uh, must be brought onto the table much like you know, I think it's like six or nine inches from the table. So you've really kept a uh, a shooting like Lumineth, Lumineth archers if they've if they've taken a basic unit of archers, maybe it's some you know elite unit or whatever it might be. You you kind of get the point here. It can cause some real psychological damage to your opponent because those critical troops that could potentially pull off the table, you can remove those chaff screens, you could delay some shooting, you could, you know, remove even a small combat threat that was going to get an objective or maybe even try to hit you hard. If you want to do some serious long-range damage, things like the big yellers are going to give you a, a plus three. So Big yellows, by the way, is one of those three sub-allegiances. The Big yellows is going to give you plus three to Missile Weapons and allows you to reroll ones in the first battle round to hit. So that'll be brutal if you're going to go down those bows, that bow route, whether it's the, the Beast Bows or the, uh, the Man Bows whatever it might be your your grin and blades um your units aren't going to be your units aren't going to be visible if they're outside of the enemy so it means you're going to be able to almost like deepkin where you can kind of avoid being shot at in the first battle round or you know it's going to force them to charge up the board just to kind of get in close to you and some of the things that i really liked as well as things like the um the nasty hex spell which would allow you to remove ward save which again um amulet of destiny is an example you're gone um it's gonna you and then just absolutely like pound them with those those bolts things like the choking misspell is going to subtract one from attack characteristics but it's not a unit you pick a point in the battlefield and anything within six inches of the battlefield um, and you get to choose where where it is is going to be affected so you could really reduce uh, a combat that might be happening around an objective so very cool some of my personal favourites for those new kids on the block, um, things like the the bird, things like uh, gobsprack. I love this not only because it's a great model. I really like the wizard model, but also because it's a double caster that once per game can unbind with three three d six as opposed to two d six. So if there's a If your opponent's going to use, let's say, um, the bridge or they've got a really critical spell they want to get off, you could shut that down and go 3d6 as opposed to uh, a 2d6. When Gobsprack issues Unleash Hell, the unit isn't going to be affected by the minus one to hit penalty. So if you issue, um, you know, if if someone tries to charge your, again, your Bolt Boys, for example, um, you would shoot on your natural characteristic as opposed to the minus one penalty. And you'll be able to do mortal wounds back to your opponent. So if you unbind a spell successfully with Gobsprack and you unbind it with a 10+, it will do D3 mortal wounds. And I can see five wound heroes, especially those obviously five wound casting heroes, maybe you've got Arcane Tome, is going to really hate that because you could pop um, that very, very quickly with a cast the swamp caller shaman i can see being in all lists especially maybe even going double swamp swamp caller shaman the reason I love this particular model is it can uh, bring down those mortal wounds, those venom crusted weapons. You can bring that down from a six to a five. Um, it has two abilities. It can either brew a poison or an elixir, and um, one of them is exactly that. You can bring a six to a five. Or the other one, I can't remember what it does, but it's not as good as the the, the mortal wounds. You can um, reduce charges by one. So the spell, the signature war scroll spell, will reduce charge rolls of one. Um, for all non-cruel boys on the table, so that's really cool. It's a board-wide ability, but be mindful if you bring this this spell into a big war or you have an Iron Jaws unit in or whatever it might be, because it will affect them as well. But uh, being able to reduce a charge, especially when you have things like redeploy as well, that 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 minus one could be the difference between burning a CP, failing a charge, denying a battle tactic. These skewers are going to deal a ton of mortal wounds, and monsters are going to fear them because they do basically the way they work is if you don't move, they hit on a two and they wound on a three. And if you're in big yellers, you gain an extra three inches to their shot. I think them. I think they're twenty four inches when they don't move, so that could be up to twenty seven inches um, with the plus three from big yellows. And the way they work is um, the damage characteristic is two plus. You roll a dice, and you roll a dice for each wound characteristic your um, your unit has. So uh, let's say your, your B-Skewers were going to focus on a Mega Gargan, and they got 35 wounds. You would roll 35 dice, and on a 5+, plus, it would be a Mortal Wound plus the 2. So, you know, and it does have a ceiling. It can do a maximum only of 12. But if you, you're you doing that on each shot, um, you could bring down a Mega Gargan in one turn now that that I mean, obviously the you know the, the stars need to align. You need to be able to hit, you know, as many as your beast skewers that you got. But that that is a that is a nightmare and that is a scary pro- proposition for the meta that we're in right now with vampire levels on terror geist, as I mentioned, mega gargons, you know, there's a lot of monsters on the table right now. They are going to fear that and they're gonna fear it, and it might actually be a great distraction for the rest of your army. Gut Rippers, in my opinion, are a solid battle line. You know, you look at their profile initially and they're, you know, they're two attacks. I think they hit on fours, wound on fours. They've got a solid profile, right? You can obviously add plus one to hit and things like that. But they combine really well with the army. Things like the Snatcher Boss's ability to add plus one to the mortal wounds from encrusted weapons. So if you do the, a six to hit, you know, and you do one mortal wound or two mortal wounds, you then add plus one. Um, so that's a great little ability to snatch your boss, whether it's on Gut Rippers or something else. And when you then combine it with the Swamp Caller that I mentioned earlier, bringing the mortals from 6 to down to 5, then you're doing some serious damage with your battle line. Finally, my favorite other one, uh, for many reasons, is the Marsh Crawler Slogoth. The reason I love it is you can auto-delete a single low-wound model at the end of the combat phase. I think up, you, you roll a dice, and if you beat, you know, I think you double its... If you equal or double its wound characteristic, it's auto-slain. So you might be able to break coherency. You um, you could definitely pull out, like, a banner or a musician or a champion. Uh, that could then hurt the battle shock phase. It's got 12 wounds. It can heal D3 wounds on a 4+. And the reason I love it is because it gives you a plus one aura for friendly models within a team. Now, notice the word friendly, not cruel boys, friendly. It means that if I am a Bone Splitters and Iron Jaws, or if I ally Gloom Spike because as a Gloom Spike player, uh, I can now ally uh, Auric War Clans. It used to only be Bone Splitters, I think it was. Now it's actually the entire Auric War Clans. I could bring this in and it would affect my Gloom Spike Git's army or anything that can uh, ally with, with um Auric War Clan. So massive win there. I Love this slogoth. Finally, if you want to have that combined force and you want to go with something like the um the the, the big war, you're gonna be able to bring in your iron jaws, your bone splitters, and your cruel boys and Players from 2nd Edition will notice this table has changed a little bit. Basically, there is a table and you accumulate these wire points for doing various actions. The, ta- the table's obviously in the book. Um, and there's this thing, as a spell that allows you to um, add a few extra wire points uh, if you want to use that spell or it's an ability. There's either way, there's a couple of other ways to get little boosts. And you'll notice that, that the changes have slightly... Cha- there's been some slight changes. Um, once you hit a certain number of points... Uh, you'll gain a benefit. So starting from 8, you can get plus 1 to your run, to your charge, your casting, your unbind, your hit, your wounds, your attacks. You kind of accumulate over time. Um, Once you hit that, uh, I think it's 24, you kind of restart and you kind of start again, which, which kind of sucks a little bit. Maybe why you wouldn't want to rush... And, and get through all those big wars as quick as possible. And you will also, depending on what you've got, you know, you bring in the Mighty Destroyers rules. So if you're, you've you got a bunch of Iron Jaws units, you can still tap into Mighty Destroyers in a big war. And if you bring in a bunch of Bone Splitters, you get the, the War Paint, the 6-Up Ward save as well. Uh, it is still uh, keyword locked, so it means that you can't bring in Iron Jaws Brutes and take advantage of the Bone Splitters War Paint because it is uh, keyword locked. I don't think there's any specific benefits to the cruel boys other than the fact that um, it's all based on the auric keywords. So they'll still be able to get the plus one to hit plus one to wound plus one to the saves, casting, et cetera, et cetera. But as always, you know, the true list tech is going to come out once the FAQs have been out. I've already seen some interesting lists coming out, but let's see what happens in the FAQ. Hopefully there's not a lot of things that need to be clarified and uh, you know, we can start hitting those tournaments pretty quickly. But looking at this with third edition eyes, I think most Auric players are going to be happy. Now, if you play this army in second edition, you're probably going to be upset in you've lost some features, you've lost some abilities, you've lost some features. Big War has been toned down a little bit. Angels players might be ha- not be happy to you know have impacts to, to things like destructive bulk um, and bone spitters. Bone spitters are uh, they, they they copped it a little bit hard. If you are someone picking this up from 3rd edition, I think you've got to look at this with 3rd edition eyes. You have clarified some rules that are no longer in 2nd edition and they're in 3rd and you've kind of been brought up to speed and I assume other battle tomes are going to be like this moving forward. You've gained your crew, boys. They are a big winner in my eyes. The Iron Jaws are doing pretty well. I think they're still good. You're probably less likely to see the big box of piggies but I think you'll probably see more Iron Jaws players either focused around more Crushes and Gordrak or more likely things like Brutes and even uh, uh, maybe one or two units of that big undying block of of Ardboys, you know, and especially when you trigger Rally on a four plus instead of six, they will be really hard to shift Um, and either people are going to ignore them and go for something else or they're going to target them and, you know, other things are going to be unwounded. So it's probably a win-win either way. The big war table probably got a little bit weaker. You still get some consistencies. You still get some very good abilities to get plus one hit, wound, save, cast. So they're all relatively still useful. And as I mentioned, you got the uh, the mighty destroyers and the the bone splitter war paint, and you've just gained a whole bunch of cruel boys. And I can see big war players probably doing a great combination of maybe the cruel boys, the best of cruel boys, whether it's the shooters and then you support it with some brutes or a more crusher, or you, uh, you know, you build some type of, you know, best of both worlds kind of list. I think the bone splitter is probably the the highlight for me, as I mentioned earlier would be the Wargog Prophet. That mask is really positive, but outside of that, I've, I don't see a lot of upside and maybe I'm missing something, you know, maybe um maybe i'm missing some of the list list shenanigans it's in bone splitters but just generally it looked like you lost a bunch of things and didn't get a lot in return but as as you can appreciate we will do list talking shows we will actually get into this and unpack this a lot more and i'll find out how each of the cruel boys iron jaws big wire and bone splitters players are looking at their forces so the minute those faqs are published I will start reaching out to players. I'll start finding out um, how the FAQ might have impacted their list and then start thinking about, you know, what that might look like for their next match play tournament. But I would love to hear from you in the comment section where you stand with the auric Warclans book. Is there a unit that I didn't talk about that you think is hot and maybe, you know, other players should be considering? Or maybe there's units that I'm giving too much credit to. You know, let me know in the comment section. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear um, how you're seeing this book. I'm not an Auric Warclan's player, so you know, keep this with a grain of salt. I've played against them a lot. I've played against all three, both um, the Iron Jaws, Bone Splitters, and Big Wire in the past. So I know the potential. And I think Cruel Boys, especially when you start adding them to the mix, are going to cause some nightmares for s- certainly some of the builds. Um, they're not going to be Lumineth Shooter style, but they're going to be a very different way of taking down single models as opposed to uh you know the chip damage. And, you know, there's there's some great mortal wound potential, which is really needed right now with this high save meta that we're currently in but let me know in the comment section where you stand with the auric war clans Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so link is down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions, who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members that is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.